Chevron says if they did it, others did it too. That story and more on H2 Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. In a move that evoked images from a 19th century gold rush, at 6 a.m. last Friday, the Bureau of Land Management opened up parts of southeastern Utah to companies and prospectors so they could start staking mining claims. The areas opened recently lost protection when Trump severely downsized the Bears Ears and Escalante Grand Staircase Monument designations. According to Reuters, the process to stake a claim is just like it was 150 years ago. A prospector hammers four poles into the ground, corresponding to the four points of a parcel that can be as big as 20 acres, and attaches a written description of the claim onto one of them. A prospector then has 30 days to record the claim at the local BLM office. Environmental organizations like the Southeastern Utah Wilderness Alliance are concerned that new mining could cause harm to the area. But right now, with the price of uranium down to about $25 a pound, the economy seems to be dampening interest. Last week, the Trump administration took action to impose a two-year delay on a rule defining what bodies of water can be regulated by the EPA and the Corps of Engineers. While the Obama-era rule is delayed, EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt said the agency will work on a new definition of waters of the U.S., or WOTUS, as it's known. All of this maneuvering was occasioned by the Supreme Court ruling last week, which sent a case challenging Obama's rule back to the lower courts. Farm Bureau President Zippy Duval said in a statement that farmers value clear water, but they deserve clear rules too. His view is that the old rule would have treated low spots and ditches on farms just like flowing waters, and that farmers could be penalized simply for plowing a field. On the other side, New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman said his state will sue the administration for threatening to eliminate protections for millions of miles of streams and acres of wetlands. Joe Devine with the Natural Resources Defense Council called Pruitt's action grossly irresponsible, illegal, and they too will challenge it in court. And speaking of EPA Administrator Pruitt. He testified before a Senate committee last week, and as was reported by The Intercept, when he was asked a series of yes or no questions, he could not or would not answer. Senator Cory Booker, Democrat of New Jersey, asked Pruitt a simple question. Is it a good idea for children to handle dangerous pesticides? Rather than answering directly, Pruitt mentioned that a rule about the subject was undergoing review and open to public comment. Around the world, citizens are suing governments and energy companies for failing to protect them against climate change. Among about 900 cases worldwide are suits brought by children, including a pending case in Oregon in which kids claim that policies promoting fossil fuels are violating their rights to life, liberty, and property. The trend is continuing. Eartha reports that last week some 25 children and adults filed a lawsuit in Bogota, Colombia, demanding a right to a healthy environment free from deforestation and the irreversible impacts of climate change. Meanwhile, in Colorado last week, the state's high court agreed to decide if the protection of public health and environment must be fulfilled before the state can permit oil and gas drilling. The case is being pursued mostly by teenagers who proposed that Colorado must use the best available science to determine whether an oil and gas project 
dangerously affects human health or contributes to climate change. In the past, the state regulatory agency has said that it must balance oil and gas interests against public health and safety, rather than prioritizing health and climate change. In related news, Chevron is being sued in California by the cities of San Francisco and Oakland for billions of dollars to pay for seawalls and protections against the effects of climate change. Last week, the oil giant turned around and sued another major producer, saying that if Chevron has to pay, then so should others. In a legal move, Chevron brought the Norwegian oil giant Stat Oil into the case by filing what's known as a third-party complaint. Chevron did not admit that it was liable to the cities, but said that many other sovereign governments that promote fossil fuels must be brought in also. It was not clear why Chevron chose the Norwegian giant to be the first fossil fuel producer it included in the case. However, it may signal that the same strategy will be used against others. And finally, to Singapore, where monitoring water quality so that it's safe to drink is a top priority. Typically, testing the country's reservoirs has been done by humans in boats, which is time-consuming and expensive, and limits the response time for officials were there to be an outbreak or contamination. To address the problem, researchers at the National University of Singapore came up with a new way to track pollution and developed its Smart Water Assessment Network, known as SWAN like the bird. But it wasn't just an acronym. The team developed a flock of swan bots, robots designed to putter around reservoirs and collect data in real time about water quality. The high-tech waterfowl roam autonomously but can be commanded remotely to monitor a certain area or bring back water samples to shore for lab analysis. For onlookers, the bots are an aesthetic addition as they look real. And for the researchers, they're fairly low maintenance. They don't need to be fed, just come back to the bank occasionally to have their batteries recharged. The hard plastic robot swans have water sampling equipment inside, and although the birds look benign and graceful, the developers say they're sturdy enough to survive a collision with a kayak or small boat. But the swans aren't the only robots testing water. Last year, a team in Switzerland developed a robotic eel to track pollution in Lake Geneva. So it may not be long before more helpful bots roam rivers, lakes, and even oceans in your area. If you want to see the Singapore swans, head over to our website at h2oradio.org. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.